Forget your Champions League drama. Forget your Europa League drama. Forget even the Conference League drama. The Championship, we'll get onto you shortly. But my God, did last night's League One second leg between Sheffield Wednesday and Peterborough United have all the drama in the goddamn world? I know we were promised goals, but it came in the game we perhaps did not expect it to happen as much. Do you know what I wish I'd done this morning? I told myself I was going to do it, but I wanted to listen back to what we said about this game last week. I think we said it was dead and buried, didn't we? Who didn't say it was dead and buried? Nobody well, gave yeah. Sheffield Wednesday any chance whatsoever. I don't and even think Sheffield Wednesday fans probably gave themselves no, a chance. Oh, God, I'll get to, actually, I'll say now, you only saw it last night. There was a video last week of a guy ripping his ticket up for that game yesterday. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, imagine being him. Hmm. I mean, he, he didn't tweet much after. I think the latest tweet that I'd seen of his was like a couple of hours before kickoff when he was commenting. Like, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. To, shit, they ain't going to do it. I hadn't seen any comments of him like, regretting everything. <laughs> of anything. Mm. Of any sort. But, oh, imagine being him. Yeah, it's just mental i mean like we said and no one in the world gave darren Moorside a hope in hell turning a four nil deficit do you know how like that's the first time that's ever been done in the playoffs yeah four nil down i can can definitely imagine that never happening before and they were showing like different highlights of past one and it's weird that it's 10 years after like what was, I think, the greatest playoff moment ever? The Hogdini one. Yep. And yeah, that was a couple of days ago, I think. Yeah, and if, the, if there's anything to that as well, Sheffield Wednesday will be hoping that winning that won't just be known as a memorable moment. It also has yeah. some extra substance to it because this. It will still mean a lot, but it will not mean as much as it would if they actually do get promoted. They have to go up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's all just in vain then, isn't it? In in a way, yes. But of course, we are all still talking about that Watford moment all these years on. Mm. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's, it's mixed. In a way, yes, it's memorable. Oh. But you've got to add some substance to that now and getting to the final goal. Yeah which is obviously going up to the championship for uh, them. I mean... One of the only times I'll also allow a scene from the Dark Ages in pitch yes. invasions. Oh. I mean, the second one we've seen this week from a team getting to their player final, but... No, third? Did Co- I don't know where we're coming. No, I don't think no, Coventry they did because they were away. Definitely the second one. I don't know yeah. how you got the third one from. No, I was trying to think where... Couldn't remember whether Alkmaar doesn't count. Coventry. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember whether Coventry were home or away, but they were definitely away. They were away. We'll talk about them towards. I don't know when we'll, we'll talk the championship ones. We might. I feel like we just might as well go through all the playoffs. Champions League happened. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> as much as that was surprising as well in one of the games. Yeah, but I mean, from four nil down, so Sheffield Wednesday get an early penalty. Michael Smith converts it. Then, just after 20-odd minutes, Lee Gregory makes it 2-0. There's a bit of hope. However, it takes them until the 
last minute from Reese James, not that one, obviously. No, it was. I was uh, so confused. I was like, <laughs> I knew it weren't, obviously. Um, but it's just weird. Yeah. So that made it uh, 3-0. And then in the 98th minute, they equalise on aggregate through Liam Palmer to make it 4-0 on the night, 4-4 on aggregate, and that sends us all the way to extra time. Yeah. We'll get to the extra time stuff in a minute, but we've just got to go for that whole 90 minutes because Peterborough were, were terrible. They just, Was there any moment they where they just properly like, were in the game? Because it didn't feel like no. that one bit. It's one of them where I think they were felt like they already had both feet in the final when they shouldn't have. They just seem to be like, okay, we know we've got a four-goal advantage. They're not going to overturn this. Yeah, it got to a point was that they were playing, I'm guessing, what is their usual style. But after 2-0, suddenly something clicks in the head to go, okay, abandon all principles. Just, we can't lose this anymore. Yeah, for the rest of their game. That's what they should have done. But they that just, never happened, they even didn't. at 3-0. It's like, no, we'll carry mm-hmm. on. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's like, you don't allow them to have any sort of comeback. Like, they should have got a goal in regulation time to just put any hopes of a Sheffield Wednesday comeback to bed. Because literally, that's all they needed, one goal in, within the 90 minutes. And that would have uh, dispelled any chance of a Sheffield Wednesday comeback. Yeah, it would have knocked their momentum. Absolutely. Mm. I think just just weird that they didn't seem to come with any sort of effort. It's just an odd performance mm-hmm. from Peter Brace. Like, you can't watch what Sheffield Wednesday did last week against you and then replicate it. Yeah. We've like, seen in these two playoff it? games, this is how you don't do it. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Like, it's just mental how bad each side were in uh, one leg, respectively. It felt like us, the only, and this is where we now go on to extra time, because the only real momentum that Peter had was the start of extra time and they did get a goal for that as well. Yeah, uh, definitely a free kick you could see. Yeah, was, I don't know what he was Wednesday. doing. Just, I thought, yeah. oh, if I was a Sheffield Wednesday, I'm like, why don't you, you idiots? Yeah, just carrying jockeying him. Like, if he kept him in front of you and didn't climb all over him, then he would have been fine. But a uh, free kick comes in. Hits off uh, goal scorer Lee Gregory earlier on, who scored for Sheffield Wednesday, and he puts it in his own net. So that really makes it uh, dog fighting time for Sheffield Wednesday because they now need to find a goal in the second half of extra time. To makes uh, it worse as well. It's like you've just done this almighty comeback that no one had you doing, and then you've gone and thrown it away by giving a silly free kick, and then you've not. Marks mm. properly, and it's the balls ended up hitting you, and it's gone in. It's mm. cruel, but you were the masters of your potentially your own downfall again in that regard. Yeah, oh, 100%. But it added more, more drama to this game because there wasn't enough drama as happen. it was. Yeah, 100%. And then there was that incident as well where Hayden Flint appeared to foul one of the Peterborough United uh, forwards, and nothing was given by the referee, which, yeah. VAR, well, no VAR would have got involved in that situation, so... I think it's only involved in the playoff final. It is, I I just know that VAR, if it was there, 
it wouldn't have got involved because the referee never gave any decision, so they wouldn't have been able to go yeah. back and check it. So it's like, oh, like it's a bad, bad decision, really. And even worse, when Aidan Flint is the man who assists the, the final equaliser. Yeah, it's just mental. So in the 112th minute, Sheffield Wednesday pull it back uh, to aggregate score of 5 5. Uh, Callum Patterson with the goal. I mean, when that went in, you just like, you're 100% new. Neither side could score in that last eight minutes because both engines had just seemed to have been blown. Like everyone was completely tired. So you're like, okay, this is 100% going to penalties. Yeah, Callum Patterson definitely. We should see it towards the end. I'm amazed yeah. he finished. <laughs> that guy was done. Oh, I mean, there's a lot of players that you just see like on the floor. Just, like, Dominic Guy also, like, towards the start of it, was like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> Get out yeah. of here. I can't be dealing with this anymore. Mm. Proved to be the greatest call so, ever. That one. <laughs> yeah, he really did. Um, so then we get into the penalty shootout. Sheffield Wednesday win both the toss to decide which end it was taken in and obviously the task to go first or second. What's amazing about all this, I know Barry Bannon has played there for so long and he's more known in, in my mind as being a guy who just could never cut it at Aston Villa. A, he's too small for the Premier League, mm. too way too lightweight. And he was also pretty crap. <laughs> he, just, yeah. he was a part of that group. In the Paul Amber days, was like, for God's sake, why is he still here? <laughs> yeah. And then he goes to his level and he's become a Sheffield Wednesday legend. And it's been that long in the game now that he's bowling. Yes, we Barry Bannon. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Brad, so he's but become had... an icon for him. Yeah. I didn't have um, Sky Sports. I had the um, I Follow uh, Championship one on. Yeah, and no, the commentator, the commentator, uh, Peterborough from the start of it, because he said uh, that was it. Will Norris, Peterborough keeper. Will Norris, yes. yes. He said he has a great record of saving penalties. You know and as soon as he said that, Sky also said it after the fourth one. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What are you going to say?" This is it. Well, I said, because I was uh, talking to my brother Wallace, who was watching the game, I said, the commentator's just cursed at it. He said he's got a great record of seven penalties or seven penalties against Sheffield Wednesday in the past. I'm like, well, he's going to let in all five now. What was funny? Two of them almost straight at him. <laughs> They're just so the one, quick. Didn't he save? As well, yeah. Didn't he save so one was, with these legs? I think that was that the just Sheffield Wednesday leg. goalie. Twice the Sheffield Wednesday, I did save it, but it went in. Yeah, it was just... Some of them weren't as good as you, uh, you thought. I mean, Dan Butler oh, really? absolutely cannoning it off the bar for Peterborough. Yeah. That was mental. That was bad. But I don't think there was actually an obligatory bad penalty, if I'm honest. I mean, apart from that, the rest were all decent. I think the thing that was annoying for me, for uh, if and especially if you're a Peterborough fan, is. A lot of them, you could tell where they were going to go from their body shape. Did you see that? I don't know who it was. I can't remember the name of the player, but he's he got his back towards the goalie. It was like, okay, that's fine. You're not giving much mm-hmm. away. But it was way, the way he just went straight to it. It's like, fucking hell, you just want to get this over with you. Dude. <laughs> you were not ready for yeah. this. And he just about scored as well. That was, one of the, I think, the one where he hit the keeper's legs and went in. 
I think that was uh, Oliver Noborn or Norborn. Yeah, uh, so like, it's like, oh third my one. God. It's, the guy looked nervous, yeah. and then the way he went about it, it was just like, oh my word, you, you were not built for this. No. He was just like, well, I've got to take it now, because that's just what the order of the gaffers was. It was so obvious he was going right as well. <laughs> it just, the keeper very unlucky, I think, in that regard. Yeah. But I think the Sheffield Wednesday penalties, like I said, from the way their body shape was, you knew they were going to go to the keepers right there, left-hand side, because it was just... But I don't understand how the keeper didn't notice that, because when you see a player leading slightly one way more than the other, you know where they're going to go straight away because of how hard it is to change their body, even in a run-up, like well, short or... Where were the notes on the water bottle? Yeah, they didn't seem to have that. He's so good at Sheff- saving Sheffield Wednesday penalties. Like, he surely he'd have done the research. Well, yeah, you'd think so, but... No, it, it wasn't. Work, it was not prepared for this moment, and it suffered because of that. Sheffield Wednesday are in the final. Yeah, Jack Hunt scoring the decisive penalty as they won five three, and they will play the winner of tonight's game between uh, Barnsley and Bolton Wanderers, which, after the first leg, is uh, tied at one apiece. And I cannot be asked to predict it. Especially with my form this week, in terms of predictions, well, I'm done. And especially after anything. this week's, yeah, after this week's uh, championship game as yeah. well. Should we just go there? Because I feel like we can speed through them as well. Yeah. Uh, so Luton Town managed to come back from two-one uh, down to beat Sunderland uh, and advance through to the final. Uh, they won two-nil on the night. Gabriel Osho and Tom Lockyer with uh, the goals for Rob Edwards' side. I mean, I think Luton should have had about three or four in that first half. Yeah, like, <laughs> absolutely. Pure right. dominant. But Sunderland couldn't deal with the set pieces whatsoever. Yeah, they just, every set piece they just struggled with. If it wasn't for uh, Luco 9 with some of those goal line clearances, yeah. it really would have been about 4 5 nil in that game. Doesn't know when your team is all like. 20 years old or something like that. So they've not fully grown yeah. into their height yet. <laughs> they've mm. still weighing a growth spurt. <laughs> I'm still waiting, mine, and I'm 26. Uh, it's all right. We like short kings on this podcast. You're taller than me. You can't say that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Luton Town managed to turn that around and uh, advance to the final. And then the other game between Middlesbrough and Coventry finished 1 0 to Coventry City. Gustavo uh, Hamer with the goal just before the hour mark. What on earth were Middlesbrough's defence and keeper doing in that situation? Yeah, I don't really know. Zach Stefan has history of this we've seen him a couple of times when he's been man city's goalie and i don't know if he's going back there in the summer considering they've probably replaced him with the, the current guy or tiger probably mm. coventry did what sundon did but better yeah it also helps when yeah. you have a better player up front who's good at holding a ball up like i really really like victor yakarez this is the first time I've properly yeah. watched him in action. Yeah, like, I can see why Premier League clubs would, would be interested. Oh, 100% agree. Like, he looks such a good forward. Uh, and I think any team that forks out the money for him, whether Coventry 
get promoted or not, I think he's going to get a real talisman on their hands. Uh, Coventry don't I mean, get promoted. You look at the teams that have gone up. I think they're like Burnley. I think would like a striker like that. Maybe also especially now Sheffield United. I think. Yeah, um, especially now for Burnley that Ashley Barnes has left uh, Burnley to join Norwich. So I mean, it's a bad time. Could help really. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but looking at Victor Yorikes' uh, season, 21 goals and 11 assists. I think he's That's the absolutely highest awesome. scoring like out-and-out striker. Like, Chu Brackpom's not a striker with this team. Because mm. from outside, I thought it was like Cameron Archer and Chu Brackpom as a strike force, but Akpom plays pretty much behind him. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've just looked it up now. The Goals and assists leader in championship is Victor Jokeres, then with 32. Then you got Chubarakpum with 30, and then uh, Luton Towns Colton Morris with 27. Nice. So both teams are going into that final with a striking Forward, option you know. that is a threat. Yeah. Carlton Morris hasn't been on the same form, though, as of late, I feel. Yeah, he had a. He didn't have a good um, semi-final. He had a couple of chances in that second leg to score, but uh, unable to do so. Maybe saving it for the final. But can we just deep it for a second? One of Coventry City and Luton Town will be playing in the Premier League next season. Did you say? I swear, you know, I was thinking of this. These two have both been in League Two before. I think they were both yeah. in League Two in 2015. Uh, I don't know 2015, but it was as recently as as 2017-18 season. They both got promoted from League to Luton uh, automatically because obviously, yeah, yeah. Wow, (laughs) this is a rise. And either way, whoever goes up, it's a it's a nice story. Yeah, just like if you said to me two three years back, even at the start of this season, we've been to Luton. Before it was mm-hmm. 2016, we just went randomly. It was the FA Cup. We thought, oh, what the hell? Let's go. <laughs> and yes. we saw it was like, God, this place. But no one, this is a league too, Grant. <laughs> so this is what the football mm. league is like. Yes. And now that stadium is oh. going to be a Premier League stadium potentially. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely uh, incredible to have either of those sides in the Premier League next season. In, in a small uh, way, though, aim for Villa Looney reasons and also rivalry reasons. All Luton, are we? <laughs> <laughs> just, it's funny, because uh, first time watching a Coventry game with my dad, and it's hmm. very much a generation thing, the rivalry between Aston Villa and Coventry City. It's akin to how a West Brom or a Wolves would hate us in a way that oh. we don't, re- Villa fans don't really care, but they they mm. hate us. <laughs> yeah. They despise us. As a young, younger fan, I'm like, don't get it. <laughs> don't get it. I've never seen yeah. it. I've never actually seen us play Coventry ever. Whereas my dad's like, yeah, they hate us. We're like, well, if they get promoted, we have to be up for this one because they will be so. Like, and apparently, games away at Coventry do get a bit feisty. I have a history of uh-huh. being a bit tasty, so yeah. Like if they call what bed nice, yeah. but all Luton. <laughs> Marvellous. Yes. Uh, yeah, 27th is the final for that, so next Saturday. 
Uh, and then obviously time as the end of the WSL season. Who decided that was a good idea? Yeah, why is it not usually on the Monday? Put it back to the fucking Monday like it's usual. Yeah, like does anyone care as much about the league two? Well, yeah, they do. But, <laughs> but the team, I don't the like of league two. So. The championship one is the one you build up to because it is the one with the most money on the line. Yeah, and it, I mean, I, I think from next year anyway, it's going back to normal, like the championship being on the Monday, League Two and League One being prior. So I don't know why this season it's not. Yeah, it's confused. I think it's because Sunday as well is the end of the Premier League season. Put it on the bank holiday Monday. I the whole thing's a bit odd. Like league, it should go in Usually reverse. Usually they don't happen Sunday. like at the same time as the end of seasons anyway. No, but that's because of the World Cup this year, obviously. Yeah, it's kind of mucked everything up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And with the FA Cup as but well. It... The, the Wembley's taken and stuff, so... And they can't wait till June. Yeah. For reasons, I think. I don't I don't know. It's, it's a shame that all these fixtures are colliding at the same time, but we have to live with it. Yeah. That's what Dual Screen was invented for. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh Right, should we have a look into the Champions League action then? No, who cares? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I mean, you know, there's only one place to start, isn't it? Man City crushed Real Madrid. What a masterclass that was. Yeah. Jesus Christ, they just They're never going to have a better chance of finally winning the Champions League this season. <sighs> Please, God, no. Come on, all, Inter. All Inter are we. <laughs> International. <laughs> Internationale. Oh, God. No, yeah, please, they, no. They, they obliterate them. Any team that does that to Real Madrid probably does deserve to win the whole thing. Cause yeah. Madrid's like, not in the game much at all. Bernardo Silva, masterclass. Yeah, he's so good. Like That man will get the Barcelona move one of these days. Because he's so... If they get their finances sorted. Yeah, I've got more on that later. Jesus Christ, some mm. of the stuff I've read this week. <laughs> Laughable. But Bernardo Silva is a very underrated player in a team that has quality players and also very underrated mm. players. He's on the same line as Gundogan, yeah. where it's like, we know he's very good, but he's, he's also slightly underrated because he doesn't get talked about as much. Yeah. I feel like with that Man City team, um, you've got obviously... Kevin De Bruyne and Erling Haaland that take all the limelight and all the headlines, rightly so as well, because they both do fantastic things. I mean, what uh, Haaland has done this season is absolutely unbelievable. And obviously, Kevin De Bruyne, Kevin De Bruyne will always provide you with magical assists and that. But it does go under the radar of how well uh, both Ilkay Gundogan and Bernardo Silva are on a regular basis when they play. Yeah, and another player I want to add into that. For everything that's happened, I'm I'm happy for Jack Grealish. Yeah, it's nice to see Over him the... do class. Over the last six weeks, also uh, we've finally started to see like real Jack Grealish yeah. again. People, people's expectations of him is oh he needs to start adding more goals. So I was like, no, he doesn't. Like he just doesn't. I've said this for. A long time, even when he was at Villa, so like, we keep talking about oh, he's got to add more goals to his game. No, he doesn't because everything he does otherwise is better. Yeah, if he keeps delivering 
whether it be the key pass to the final pass before the goal or he gets more assists in his game, then yeah. But I'd, obviously, you want a player playing that high up the pitch to get the occasional goal, but that was never really his style of play. I think many people thought that uh, towards the end of the days at Aston Villa because how poor the rest of that Villa team were. We were a one-man team. We relied on him so heavily. So I think that's why people are saying, like, oh, he needs to add all the goals and like, like, uh, to his game. But when you look at his career and that Man City team, it's one of them where you expect him to, in a Premier League season, probably get five to ten goals. Yeah, you can still like add, still should get a goal. Five goals is a decent thing for him if he has the other stats to back it up, i.e. the assists, and also being involved in creating as many chances as possible for them. And I mean, I'm just looking now in his Premier League season, Five goals, seven assists. He's in the top 15 of assists in the Premier League this season and top 30 of goals, which is what is needed in this City team. Yeah, they can't all have the same kind of quality players. They've got to have different ones as well. You've got to have someone that offers something different and he's always going to be that. I said this, I thought this the the very first day that I saw him, 2014, he's come off the bench to play against Hall where he's getting kicked about. The man was just gliding and it's like you see something yeah. then when he's 17 years old you know he's going to be something like 10 years down the line mm. and he's showing it oh 100% he is uh, yeah absolutely phenomenal performance from uh, Guardiola's side 4-0 winners so uh, we said Bernardo Silva got the first two goals in the first half and then Manuel Kanji and then Julian Alvarez in stoppage time uh, what, killed off the game for Wrong with Real Madrid then? Was it just a case of they were they were happy to let Man City do their thing, but then they couldn't counter attack? Yeah, they couldn't Benzema do was what they wanted to do. Mm. It was just a perplexing game from Real Madrid's point of view. Like, we're not used to seeing them like that, and someone in particular as well, Luka Modric. Like this was the worst I think I've ever seen him. Mm. It's awful. So, this is so this is the poor what you expect of a thirty-seven-year-old Luka Modric. Yeah, but the fact that we've got so accustomed to him doing brilliantly and doing what he does is just like okay, yeah, it's him. That's what he does. Blah blah blah. But at the same time, you're like now looking at that performance, you're like oh gosh, that's actually uh, quite poor. Yeah, we're not used to seeing give away so many passes. They should probably think about replacing him with someone. Mm. Oh wait, they're about to. Yeah, they are, and Camavinga as well. Not great at left back this time around. Mm. Wasn't having a great time of it. Maybe they sign a left back so they can play him in midfield in his preferred role. I don't know. It, it's one of them. And it well, Real Madrid not. You can't always win it. So no. But you don't want to lose like that. That's terrible. They're going to come back with. A vengeance next season. Hopefully so. But does that mean that are they going to be trophyless now this season? Or no, they won the Copa del Rey. Oh yeah, they beat us sooner. They bought literally like ten days ago, didn't they? Yeah, but I still have a prediction that Angelotti will not be manager next season. I don't know who will be. In fairness, if that happens, but it's it's one of them. There was all the rumours that he's going to be the Brazil boss now and. Yeah, like Ramsey will not accept 
not winning the league and then losing the Champions League the way they did. See, I think he is. I think he's still there. There's a chance, purely because I don't know. Who, I don't know who you would make the manager at that point. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think if we're in the boat this time next season, because I think his contract is up next season anyway. I think then we can start talking about like he 100% won't be there for the start of the 24-25 season. But I think next season, there's no one that stands out to me and goes, right, he's ready to become the Real Madrid manager straight away. I doubt they'd go There probably was one guy, but he's now taken, isn't he? I think Pochettino would have been made for it, considering he's been rumoured in the past. But obviously that's not going to happen now. Well, it's not all officially signed and announced yet by Chelsea. That is, that, that is true. If, if this week has taught us anything, verbal agreements mean fuck all. There are snakes exactly. out there. <laughs> is it snaky if he doesn't sign the paperwork? If he's given a verbal agreement, yeah, it's snaky. Yeah, but verbal agreements don't mean nothing until the paper is signed. Unless he, he hasn't told them. If he's not told them that he's U-turning, then snaky. Hmm. Uh, the other well, we second leg, <laughs> still yeah. talk on the liar. Yes, uh, the other second leg, Inter Milan won one 0 against AC Milan. Lautaro Martinez with the only goal of that game, so Inter progress through to the final, winning three 0 on aggregate. So Inter Milan versus Saturday, Manchester. No, I, yeah, I, I didn't remember any talking point. Christ, my God, Lou and Sunderland's a decent game. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't even have that on. I had, I literally had Luton and Sunderland on because I was like, well. There's nothing going to happen in this game. Like I didn't see AC Milan doing anything. Nah, and yeah, they could have a season without Champions League football by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is the final of the Champions League set now. Uh, it is Saturday the 10th of June at 8 o'clock UK time at the Ataturk Olympiad in Istanbul. And There's something yeah. quite funny and no one really thought about it until it had been sorted. Man City can match their two two of their biggest rivals is biggest achievements. They can match Liverpool winning the Champions League in Istanbul, and then match the Manchester United treble. It all depends on what happens the week before, because obviously know, that's the FA Cup final. Yeah, it's possible <laughs> they could yeah. equal the two best memories of each of their rivals. So we're quite funny in that. Let's pray to God it doesn't happen. You will be. I, I don't care. I I yes. don't want to win the Champions League pretty much because it's the exclusive club. Don't want a new member. It's like the Super League. Mm, you don't Home deserve shop. to be here, lads. No more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Inter Milan? Yes, yeah, sure, whatever. You're allowed to come in. They've won it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not disputing that. I know. They've right. won it under uh, Inter Milan. Won it. They've won it under a way better manager than Pep Guardiola. Mm-hmm, I agree. Legend, legend of the game. Should we get? Should we get to the Europa League then? Because <laughs> Jose Mourinho, you know, special one. What a man! What a manager! He knows how oh, to get him through to finals. Yes, park the bus completely. <laughs> yep, that was the truest definition of park the bus I've ever seen. Possession for Bayer Leverkusen was seventy-one point six percent. to uh, Roma's 28.4 by Leverkusen 23 shots 
AS Roma, one shot. <laughs> Six on target for Bayer Leverkusen, none on target for Roma. Well, you'd say it out loud without context thinking, no, surely they had more than one shot. Come on. Oh, they only had mm. one shot. <laughs> the expected goals usually I don't care about, but when it's 0.04, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. Total passes by Leipzig, 621. Roma, 253. Like their whole definition was, lads, you attack. We know we're good enough to defend and you just can't do anything. You break for us. It's like the Greeks in Rome. Yeah. <laughs> just, they ain't breaking through that wall. Yeah. It's just absolutely stonewall and they couldn't do anything about it. The master is still well and truly the master. The apprentice in Xavi mm-hmm. Alonso still has a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he's going to, well, say hopefully, it sounds like he's going to do it by Leverkusen as well. Thank God he turned down Tottenham in the end. Yes. Um, still doing a good project over in uh, Germany with Leverkusen. And like you say, early days of his management career. Let's hope it continues and we can see a bright uh, managerial future for him. Yeah, I just think on what I have up, the the one Roma shot. Do you know when it happened? No, the second minute. <laughs> Jesus, going to the park the bus for eighty eight minutes. There. Lorenzo Pellegrini in the second minute, and then they just didn't do anything else for the rest of it. <laughs> it was that their one chance at the start? I was like, oh, that's it now, lads. We can't do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Everyone on the line. <laughs> yep. Right, lads. Yeah, you've had your fun. No more running up the field. Stand back. Your one shot has been taken. Mm. Yeah, that was nice. Got nothing else to do. Yeah, that was nice. But at least we got drama in the other one. You cannot beat Sevilla in the Europa League. It is now set in stone. Yeah, they're just Europa League specialists. I don't. I don't even know what to say. Can't can't be explained anymore. They're just too good in this competition. Have they got a voodoo curse on every other team that they face? I, thank God they might not be in it next year for whoever's in the Europa League, or, because well, actually they could still be. They win this, they're in the no, they get, they, and, yeah, and they could still. They, they're gonna. They'll find they're a way to still then, be in it next season. Yeah, they'll end up winning the Europa League, playing the Champions League, finish third place, and then we'll be back here this time next year saying, "How the hell are you severe back in the Europa League final again?" It's just, I don't get it. One vicious circle. I'm sure this has been a meme before in that mm. <laughs> somebody's done the this happens that happens back, back to the start yeah it's just Juventus oh dear yeah not looking good for them uh, so Dusan Vlahovic literally within a minute coming on scores just thinking okay ties now uh, looking lively uh, it was 2-1 at that point to Juve on aggregate if I remember correctly yeah they were winning and then within five minutes, Eric Lamella comes on, gets the assist for Suso. Glorious, to, uh, glorious goal that was. Yes, absolutely beautiful. And then in the 95th minute, so start of extra time, Lamella himself then gets on the score sheet and it's 2-1 to uh, Severe on the night and 3-2 on aggregate. And you're just like, they're going to do it again. Yeah. Even more spectacular this year when they've changed manager as well. Mm-hmm. Sacking Julien Lopetegui, who is now too busy. But not too busy, that's harsh. 
poor, the poor guy's now having to suffer with a Wolves team that apparently have FFP issues now. Yes. If reports are anything to be believed from the man himself when he spoke at his press conference either yesterday or this morning. I have no idea on that. But I, well, I had, it was something I had seen and he something he said. So, yeah. Bad times of Wolves, but Sevilla in the Europa League final and I think that's going to be a class final between Sevilla and Roma. Yeah, I mean... It's the Europa League Jose... Masters versus Jose Mourinho. <laughs> the European Masters... The man who's Master never lost versus... a final. Mm. European Masters versus Europa League Masters. It's... Just European final master. He hasn't lost any of them. Yeah, so uh, just under two weeks to go into that final. Uh, that is the first of This is for the statue outside the Stadio Olimpica. Because he's already yeah. a god. Now this is to become immortal. Mm. Goes right up there with Francesco Totti as Mr. Yeah, Hayes. I think he eclipses him. <laughs> Where's well, Totti's trophy? Harsh. Yeah, true. But, I mean, Francesco Totti. I know. I was like, but... He's the greatest ever manager. He yeah, might already oh, be that, in fairness. Mm. Uh, yeah, so the final of that is the 31st of May at 8 o'clock from the Pushkash Arena in Budapest. Uh, and then Conference League. Uh, the I game's really happened. Pay attention. Yeah. West Ham's game wasn't much until the end, and obviously the scenes afterwards happened. We'll talk about that in a minute. But it was a good finish from four nails at the end. West Ham yeah. did well. By the sounds of it. Before we get to that, I think we have to mention the other one. Fiorentina. Oh my God. Were they with this? Yeah. Uh, so they won 3 1 on the night, 4 3 on aggregate, which again, crazy comeback. No one was expecting it. Nicolas Gonzalez with two goals in regulation. And then you had uh, Zeki Amundi uh, scoring uh, in between those two goals to send it to extra time. And then the 129th minute. How does that happen? <laughs> I didn't see anything. I haven't watched the highlights either. How did they get to that scenario? I have no idea, but Anthony Barak scores it. And Fiorentina win 4-3. Yeah, there's anything to go while there was a substitution in the 120th minute as well. So maybe something happened there. I don't really know. Yeah, there may have been an, may have been an injury or something. Potentially, but we, we don't know. We don't. No. <laughs> this is extraordinary, but I guess we have to talk now about those uh, the scenes at West Ham. What the hell? Like, why? It's crazy. What's going on in the Netherlands? Absolutely crazy. I have no idea. It's, it's just an odd one. Bonkers. It, it, yeah. Sad, thankfully, no one was. Hurt. It's worse when you see the video that they mm. all just run through the gate. How the hell has that been allowed to happen? Yeah. And then, too, how are they getting anywhere near the hospitality section? It's bonkers. Absolute bonkers. Bonkers, but Twitter, Twitter is Twitter. And it still always managed to find the funny things out of this. Have you seen... It's a video of, there is a West Ham fan, I believe he's a West Ham fan, who 
he stood on the top of the steps and he's practically stopping about 20 Balak all wearing black, Balaklava wearing Isaiah, well, I'm guessing Ultras, who are ready to start mm-hmm. a fight. Just one guy fighting them all up. And then another guy comes into Isaiah and starts helping him out. And Twitter, in its funniest form ever, decided, oh my god, this is exactly like Helm's Deep in The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. <laughs> <laughs> And even funnier, yeah. someone has managed to do a video clip and put the Lord of the Rings music over it. Oh, that's absolutely brilliant. It's so funny. It's oh my god, it's like Aragorn and Gimli when they're fighting off orcs. <laughs> funny. I mean, to be fair, you never write off social media because they do come up with some brilliant stuff at times. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, fair play to West Ham players to trying to stop it off and did you see it? I think it was Flynn Downs and Lucas Pacatara getting right in the mix as well trying to fend them yeah. off it's like the last thing you want to see but the whole thing I don't know how to explain because it's just you don't want to see I don't know how you I don't know how you solve it you throw the goddamn book at them you be on closed doors matches yeah I'd see I think Gronengen for their scenes at the weekend they in order to play the rest of their games beyond closed doors. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see what... Something happened with Frankfurt uh, as well last season and they didn't get the punishment that they probably should have. So if you could just throw the book at them now, why is this going to keep happening? Yeah. It's just mental that it's been happening. And like you say, from the scenes at the weekend over in the Netherlands as well to this uh, last night, it's just absolutely baffling. Hopefully uh, they came for a get on top of it and sort it out. Yeah, they don't want to end up like France. Even France mm-hmm. has somewhat curbed it this season. We've not heard as many incidents from them. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, it's possible. You've just got to yeah. find a way. Uh, yep, so the final, for the, the final for the Conference League is on Wednesday the 7th of June uh, at 8 o'clock in the Fortuna Arena in uh, Prague uh, again I'm not even going to try and predict the those finals no not doing it <laughs> it's not doing uh, it. too early I, I didn't mention it but I did think it was going to be Sunderland against Middlesbrough in the championship playoff final and yeah it didn't happen <laughs> the opposite ye happened. of little faith yeah uh, but one person who was right with predictions as we've seen the Champions League is Wayne Bruni actually a low-key genius because he did say Man City could crush Real Madrid and they they did that. He's a high-key genius after that. Like wow, <laughs> we all laughed at him. Mm-hmm. The man knows ball, elite ball knowledge there from Waza. But yeah, um, no one's expecting that. Let's be honest. No, definitely not. Um... I think now we have to uh, we have to move on to this weekend's fixtures, start previewing because champions can be crowned. Yep. Uh Man City they play against Chelsea at home on Sunday in the four o'clock game. Uh like you say, Manchester City can win the title this weekend. Uh Arsenal, they don't uh, they play earlier on in the weekend their Saturday evenings game and they're away to Forest, so 
if they lose that at City, would be champions already by the time kickoff happens. Yeah, there's very much the potential for that. Mm, but uh, Chelsea, I don't even know what to expect from them because they're just. They won't win this. No. I mean. No, I really can't. Sit there. Right, if I am going to predict something, they ain't getting anything from this. And I think that maybe is a safe bet because Man City are going to be determined to end this now as soon as possible. Yeah, and then Pep can rest his place for the last two league games. It's just not against Brighton, Pep. Like, don't be doing any of that, bollocks. Now is not the time for the academy players to be playing. Do what you want at the last game of the season. Don't do it against Brighton. For your sake, yeah, I hope he doesn't. But for me, I'm like, yeah, cool, do whatever you want. I'm saying in my sake, but our season could end pretty much this weekend as well if things go against us. Yeah. Um, not, like you say, I'm not expecting Chelsea to do anything. Um, I think for them, it's just about getting these last three games out of the way for themselves so uh, City this week and Manchester United in midweek and then Newcastle the final day I actually don't see Chelsea depending on what Man United show up I don't expect Chelsea to get any points out of them the three games that is the only thing it all depends on is what Man United show up otherwise I don't see Chelsea picking up points it's at Old Trafford as well I think you should be up for it and you've still got to get the Champions League as well Mm-hmm. But, but as of this moment, you've still got that on the line. Yeah. But if we're looking at it and the greatest picture, I don't see... Chance. If United are playing like United can and have done at home this season, Chelsea don't pick up another point for the rest of this season. No, they deserve to finish in the bottom half and they're going to finish in the bottom half. They can still finish as low as uh, 14th because they're only four points ahead of Bournemouth. Granted, I don't think they're going to finish like. 14th, but 13th is possible, but I don't think Wolves are playing too much the rest of the season, so 12th is definitely looking like the lowest Chelsea That's will get. Goal difference. It's a goal difference between themselves and Crystal yeah, Palace. Yeah, I going to score six past them. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah, um, I don't even know what else to say about that game, because I just don't give Chelsea any hope in hell in it. How many makes a weird change to to do that? It would be interesting to watch at four o'clock. Um, I won't be, unfortunately, for, for me. Mm. Damn it. I'll be keeping an eye on it, but I have other stuff to be paying more attention to. Yeah, myself, no, there's, there's, so. there's, a, there's a Manchester derby happening in the Women's Super League. We'll get to that at the end. Yes. Other, just uh, go through uh, other Saturday games, shall we? Because European yeah, uh, is on the line this weekend in more than one of these matches. Yeah, uh, Spurs-Brentford to kick us off tomorrow afternoon, obviously. Spurs trying to keep on to a Europa Conference League place at the minute. They could still technically get sixth. Sixth is available with Brighton, again, don't win against Southampton on Sunday. So, Mm -hmm. that. Uh, Obviously, with Brentford... Um, Ivan Tony's been banned for eight months following. Um, How convenient the, the timing! He was going to miss these two games anyway. Yeah, probably, but it's just odd that the ban's in now. What, why did it? What? Mm. Why did it take so long? And then why did you not wait to the end of the season and have it mm. come in effect to start of the next one? I mean, it doesn't matter with these two games because no, uh, Thomas Frank. 
Thomas Frank came out in his press conference saying he was expected to miss these two games anyway because of a hamstring injury. He's injured for part of it as well. It's just like, oh, you're, you're mm. punishing him, but it's not like he's not going to be seeing out the majority of that within the actual season. Well, yeah, and he's not. I think the whole band means he's not allowed to be at the G Tech if they're playing there again this season. I don't know where Brentford's last game of the season yeah, is. And I think something's trying Obviously, to be sorted out as well because there was like rumours of him going to another club. For a short time period, just have his fitness up, and they're trying to block that now as well. Yeah, which is mm. fair. And then but you I can't also... just go off to fucking Turkey and start playing. <laughs> yeah, and then I and also you think you are Deli Alley. I also seen stuff that uh, they're trying to chime down to a new contract as well, regardless of his. There's like no one's signing him now. No, maybe next season. You can put a you can put a bet on that that no one's going to sign him. I don't bet on anything anymore. I'm useless. <laughs> yes. Um, so you go for the other one, Liverpool versus Aston Villa. Huge for both teams. Liverpool obviously aiming for the top four spot. Villa still hold European hopes, but they have to get something from yeah, Anfield uh, if there is any chance of that. Yeah, definitely. And it's going to be a hard task. Any side going to Anfield, it's always a uh, hard but. With how Unai Emery's got those tricky villains playing, it could be possible. <laughs> I've got you saying it. <laughs> I will say that my expectations are low. I don't think we win. And I'm, I'm, I'd, no. I'd say we're lucky if we come away with a point. I think Brentford's performance at Liverpool shows that there's a chance, but it's a very small one. I think we'll give them a game because we always tend to, even under different managers, we've given them a pretty decent match at Anfield. We don't usually get battered there. So there's hope for us, but it's going to ask a lot. And I think we need our results to go our way. I mean, yeah, I haven't played at Anfield since December uh, 2021. uh, I believe that was 1-0. Yeah. It was a contentious Salah penalty, I think. In that one, and, uh, the other two games uh, since then, uh, May of last year, you lost two one at home, and then this season was three uh, one on Boxing Day. Yeah, that was like the first loss I think under Naimri as well. So that was yeah. when like well, I think the first league loss under him. So that was like back to yeah. I just think Liverpool know Jurgen Klopp on the touchline. Don't know if that's going to mean anything, yes. personally. Probably not. Uh, he's allowed to be in the stands, isn't he? It's not Probably. a whole stadium ban. I think it's just a touchline yeah. ban. It's, and it's, it was uh, a two-game ban, but he's using it for this one, and then it's going to happen next season as well. For one game. Uh, so it's uh, a suspended one. So yeah, that's he makes comments answer. again. Yeah, if he makes comments again against an official, then it will come into effect. Uh, whenever that is happening, uh, please Champions put Paul Tierney on a Liverpool game for the opening day of the season. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, and when, United, we VAR, when we get the VAR communications as well, give it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Man United. They're away. Does that, that happened? Obviously, we'll, we'll get we to can, that at the end. We can. Yeah, Actually, I just remembered. We said we were going to talk about the other thing that happened with Villa as well. 
Okay, yeah. Um, so Matthew Almany had been heavily rumoured that he would be coming into Aston Villa as director of football, was it? I think that's what it was going to be, yeah. Yeah, but uh, he has since decided to turn his back and is set to stay at Barcelona. Um, again, I think it's meant to be in a very similar role as to what he's currently doing, um, but obviously disappointing for Villa because obviously there was a lot of hope around him potentially coming in and um, changing the things around the club and signings potentially that were being rumoured, obviously Dusan Blavich, um Ferran Torres was being linked as well, so how are you feeling on this whole situation now? Well, I was never sad about it all, shocked I guess, because all we'd ever heard was it's happening, here we go it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to happen and then the tweet comes through, yeah he's you Dan, like mm. Mm, what's happened here? How has this happened all of a sudden? Surely it's got nothing to do with one person in particular leaving Barcelona the day before in Jordi Krauf. Cruyff. No, you see, I think we've been saying it wrong all this time because have you ever heard the Dutch pronunciation of that? Uh, I'm trying to think now. Because I think people have been saying it wrong all this time. I believe it is Krauf. I mean, don't take my word for it, but I'm just going off TV programs. Because <laughs> I think we've been I'm saying it all this time. Anyway, uh, yeah, him believing, and also the fact that Barcelona have won the league in the past week since that means more money available from league. So maybe you can ask for more money from the club. Yes. What we can do is speculate that has he been using us for leverage? As he wanted, Possibly. has he been using us to get a better deal at Barcelona, a bit more power? Maybe get Deco in. Maybe he's convinced mm. that Lionel Messi coming in is a possibility. Who knows? Mm. Like, of course, it's all speculation. Even more so from Barcelona reporters who just, when all this was coming out, were saying Villa are offering him the blank checkbook. It's an offer he cannot refuse. Cut to this week when all the stuff comes out that he's U-turning. Yeah, apparently he wasn't impressed by Villa and apparently they've got financial issues. Sorry, what? Pardon? Mm. I don't know where on earth that's come from. How have they been watching us the last few years? How have we got financial issues? Barcelona reporters are saying we've got financial issues. Yeah, Take a look at the mirror, pal. Look at... Look at the shit on your own doorstep before you start shitting on someone else's. God, it's like when you're trying to cover up for your team that you don't want to lose access to. It's like, God, don't make it obvious, guys. Come on. Mm. Very, very uh, baffling. And plus, for us, like this isn't going to change our plans. All right, we've missed out on the guy who's probably the top target, but I'm sure there's going to be others. Well, yeah. We don't and... fully know what any agreement was. All right, nothing was signed, but... Well, did it go as far as a proper verbal agreement? We don't know. No, we can only speculate on what the rumours were What I being personally do believe reported. happens. For all we know, it really is just something as, you know what, I didn't want to move to England in the end. Hmm. I've, I looked at it, I said, thanks for the offer, but... It got drove through 
Lazelles. That's what happened. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think that will turn anyone's back on coming to Birmingham. So I'm, I'm sorry if anyone from Lazelles is listening to this, they're not. But <laughs> <laughs> just Don't in the odd chance. No. Could they afford internet? We're probably... No. <laughs> oh, no. Pew, pew. Shots wired at people. Anyway, oh, uh, back to the I'm weekend so ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, Man United are away to Bournemouth. Uh, we've got to keep up uh, the track of trying to get into the Champions League football. Uh, only bit of Man United news from today is that Phil Jones is leaving the club what a after 12 shame. years. I mean, he's had injuries the last couple of years, so it's really been hard for the lad, but yeah, um, still got more Premier League medals up. than Steven Gerrard. <laughs> so I'll drink to that. Yeah, I, I don't know what he'll do next season. It'll be interesting to see if a club comes for him. Or maybe he just goes into media now, retires. As we saw, he was a pundit at one point. Maybe we see more of that. Yeah, I probably would expect that, considering how hard it's been for him to get back because, from injuries. There aren't enough Manchester United favoured pundits out there right now. I can't name one. I could barely name two of them. Three. Yeah, very difficult, isn't it? Mm. Um, anyway, back to the rest of the games this weekend. So you got Fulham versus Crystal Palace, Wolves versus the, Everton. Sorry, the Wolves Palace, not the Wolves Palace, Fulham, Crystal Palace, Battle of the Mids. Yeah, I mean, both sides haven't got anything else to play for now. So it's just... Yeah, this, cool. this game's going to be great, though, and it? it's probably going to be like a mad four or. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be just ridiculousness of just a, a load of goals. I mean, back in December, it was 3 0 to Fulham. I don't actually remember that game on Boxing Day. I'm not going to lie. God, that was a Boxing Day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wolves, Everton. Everton still needing to pick up the points to move out of uh, trouble. They're one point clear of the relegation zone. It's going to be... Uh, I, I, I still want them to go down. I don't know why. <laughs> you just want them to suffer. They're going to get new owners yeah. anyway, so... We don't know how bad it's going to get, really, for them. Although mm. there is a lot of like stuff around like the people trying to sign them as well, I think. Not done the full research, yeah. but... It's a case where Everton fans will take it, but there's still something a bit iffy with this as well. Hmm. Uh, half five game is Nottingham Forest versus Arsenal. Uh, Forest again haven't got anything to play for. Well, they do. They still got to try and I mean, survive. Really, they're not out of it. Yeah, it all depends on how the other results go. So I think in that sense, but obviously Arsenal will are wanting to try and drag Man City as far as possible if it is at all possible still come the end of the weekend uh, Sunday's games, West Ham versus Leeds at half one Brighton versus Southampton at two o'clock the M23 derby or whatever the fuck that's called isn't it is that a derby? No it's not, that's Crystal Palace I'm thinking of it's yes, a... Brighton and Southampton isn't fully a derby I don't think it's a rivalry potentially because yeah. yeah. they're both Southampton I don't Really, no. Yeah, for some reason, Crystal Palace are Brighton's main rivals, which Look, they, baffles the If you do the research, then yeah, it's it's a nice rivalry. It's not a derby. It's a, it's a very ferocious rivalry. Yeah. Um, 
Chelsea Man City, as we spoke on, is at four o'clock, and then Monday evening Newcastle versus Leicester City at eight o'clock. Uh, Newcastle obviously coming on the back of a four-one victory last night to Brighton and Hove Albion. Yeah, they had them in that for the most part. Yeah, I think that's very mm-hmm. impressive from Newcastle, and it gives me hope that Brighton are there to be beaten. And obviously, depending on results elsewhere this weekend, they could have Champions League football. I think they do just have to win. The... Uh, let me just work it out. Six points available. Five, six, five, seventy, seventy-one 70, 71 is what Liverpool can finish on. Yeah, a win would secure Newcastle Champions League football, but and it could be secured. Yeah, it could be secured already if Liverpool were to drop points this weekend. The big thing is obviously also for Leicester, they've got to get something from this or it's going to look pretty bleak when you look at the, the fixtures of an Everton and a Leeds this week as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, Is there potential they can be relegated? Everton, yes, because if Everton win this weekend, uh, then they'll be relegated if uh, Leicester lose. Because uh, Everton would be on to 35 points and Leicester on 30 with a maximum of 30 points uh, being available. So they could very well be relegated. I'm just thinking about even if in... Leeds don't, if Everton win and then Leeds don't beat West Ham, they're also down. So that's. The relegation scrap done as well. Mm. It will just be the European spots left on the final day. Decent. Not awful. As long as it's summer, mm. I'll take it. Yes, definitely agree uh, with that one. Uh, should we head into the European leagues now? Yeah, considering we've been going for an hour already. <laughs> so like, there's not much really European-wise, because we could just run through this. Yep, so the penultimate match day in the Bundesliga this weekend. Freiburg taking on VfL Wolfsburg uh, tonight. Elsewhere, Union Berlin, they travel to Hoffenheim. Bayern Munich host uh, RB Leipzig and Borussia Dortmund play on Sunday away at Augsburg. And then you've got Bayer Leverkusen versus Borussia Mönchengladbach on Sunday evening. Obviously, Bayern edging ever closer to a, another uh, title, which is just crazy. Over in Spain, one game tonight as Cadiz take on Real Valladolid. Uh, games tomorrow see Barcelona host Real Sociedad on the evening. Again, nothing left to play for for Barcelona. It's just about finishing off as best as they possibly can. And for Real Sociedad, it's about trying to finish off as good as they can and cement that fourth place and take that final Champions League spot. Elsewhere, Valencia, they host Real Madrid uh, on Sunday evening at half past five and Atletico Madrid, they play Osasuna uh, at quarter past three. And obviously, uh, Real Valladolid the lead against Cadiz tonight is a big one because of potential uh, moving safely away from relegation for either side. Yeah, one of the fixture I've seen as well is Hitafe are playing Elche as well, so that's going to be one. Hitafe will be looking to get a must-win from. Well, yeah, and considering how poor Elche have been this season, only on 19 points. Elche have won two of their last five, so got to give them a bit of a chance, even if it is all over. Yes. Uh, into France now, and uh, Lyon played tonight against Monaco at 8 o'clock. Uh, Lille versus Marseille on Saturday evening. Obviously, Marseille trying to keep up to date with 
uh, RC Lens to get that automatic Champions League spot at two points separating the two sides. Uh, and then on Sunday, we have the rest of the games, including Lens against Lorient and PSG away to Auger. Lens so lose, again, PSG win, PSG are champions. Three, nine points, five. Yeah. So there's all that to play for. And finally, over into Italy, uh, Sassuolo versus Monza tonight. Then you got AC Milan versus Sampdoria t- uh, tomorrow evening, and then the rest of the teams playing on Sunday, including Napoli versus Inter. Which nice. Would have been nice, maybe. Would two, have been a nice Champions League semi final, that wouldn't it? Mm. Also, would have been a nice one if there was anything to play for for Napoli now in the league. Yeah, because they've got nothing else to do. Kind of summer for Inter Milan, who are on a, you know, they've won their last five. They're it's grateful. The fact that Juventus is second now after everything is a funny one. <laughs> Still, we don't know what the outcome of their points deduction is. Yeah, no, obviously. And like, I don't know how those European places are going to finish. It really is all to buy for. Um, uh, that is really a crazy end to uh, proceedings over in uh, Italy for them European places. Right, uh, that is it for this week's uh, it is, but football. It is in men's regards, but I feel like we have to start. Well, we have to mention the penultimate weekend of the Women's Super League as well, because it's massive this weekend. Two huge games, <laughs> both with title implications. Yes. Uh, Chelsea versus Arsenal, half past 12. Uh, there is the potential that all top three teams can finish on 53 points this season if Jesus Christ Chelsea, if Chelsea lose uh, this weekend and draw their final day Arsenal win both of their remaining games and Man United win one of their last two games as well like, that's, that's how lot, crazy it is but it, it's, it would be funny if that happened <laughs> yeah uh, so Chelsea versus Arsenal Sunday lunchtime half past 12 and then uh, Manchester United they take on Manchester City at quarter to seven again uh, with the implications for both title race and that final Champions League spot Manchester City can still get it although uh, if they were to lose this weekend they would be out of it yes and I've also seen there's the relegation battle could be decided as well that's being played on Saturday Tottenham against yes Reading is happening Reading yeah a Tottenham win means they survive Reading are pretty much in trouble yeah, they would have to hope that Leicester drop points this weekend as well. Uh, but yeah, it could come again right down to the wire in that sense for uh, relegation. But big must win, need, uh, must win for Reading on uh, Saturday lunchtime, well, evening. Uh, so yeah, if you want to keep up to date with all the women's football stuff, we do have our dedicated women's football channel, Women's Football Talk, where we have a full preview looking at this weekend's games as well as uh, two articles out on uh, wftalk.com looking at the permutations for both the relegation and uh, the title race in the WSL. So make sure you go check them out. Yeah, So much football to check out this weekend. Not me, though. I'm at a wedding. I'm not going to be able to watch any of it. I'm sad. Poor you. Just take your phone and shove it on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I will. <laughs> 
Uh, right. Uh, we'll start. People are gathered around me, though. <laughs> like, there's always one. It's just like, what's well, happening now? What's the score? It's <laughs> always that mm. one, one area. You're becoming the Jeff Stelling of the wedding, just keeping up everyone up to date with the scores. What's happening? I don't know, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we'll be back on Monday anyway to look back at all the drama from the world of football. But I, mean, say, I don't think it will be Monday because I'm still not even going to be back. Well, actually, I think Tuesday. I think it's the best time because then at least we could talk Newcastle, Leicester, if with the permutations that have come from that one. Yes. So. You get a couple, you get an extra day uh, away from us, but we'll be back to look at everything that happens. Then until then. <laughs> I didn't know whether you were going to say anything else, but yeah, we'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> see ya.